Bullies, and welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again on the Outsports Podcast Network. And y'all, it's Pride Month. We have made it to another Pride Month. This is a very, very glorious thing. Um, <laughs> this is the uh, the third one here on, on this show that we're going to be putting out episodes during, and I am very, very proud for that, so to speak. But this week's guest is really the only way we could kick off Pride Month. Um, we have AC Mac back on the show. Um, of course, we uh, spoke to AC just a couple of days before his IWTV world title match against Alex Shelley back in January, a match that he won, making history as the first out LGBTQ male world champion in the entire history of professional wrestling. And he's been carrying that belt very, very well since then. Um, as the Southeast First Movement has continued, as we have seen this uh, this battle between the North and the South uh, continue as well with uh, Uncharted Territory going on right now in Chattanooga at TWE, seeing uh, the the different crews from the different companies in the two regions kind of going at each other in different ways, whether it be in the ring or social media or, or whatever. Um, this is all really developed out of that night. And obviously there were uh, foundations laid prior to that night in January, but it really, really, the spark was that night where AC Mack won that title, made history, and kissed his boyfriend at the end of it too. Um, and obviously, we are also talking to AC right after the debut of his episode of The Life Of on IWTV that, uh, you know, really goes in a bit more in depth about uh, all of the uh, events around that moment for him as well. Uh, so that's up live on IWTV. So it just felt like the perfect time to have AC back on and to chat about how things have been going uh, with him and Iris and the other <laughs> championships that he has added to his mantle because AC Mag can never have just one. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's a really fun conversation, really interesting conversation, and, and I hope all of y'all enjoy it as we kick off Pride Month here. Before we get there, though, uh, obviously Pride Month means a few things in my world and a few things in all of our worlds collectively uh, in the pro wrestling sphere, so to speak. Um, obviously, last year we had a large number of people in the pro wrestling world come out during Pride Month. Um, so many that uh, I had to keep adding to an article that I wrote throughout the month just to keep up with y'all. It was a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, problem to have because, oh no, I have to go back and look back over this list of amazing people who are, you know, showing true power in in the face of, uh, in the face of, a cultural uh, climate, so to speak, that, you know, is better, but still has a long ways to go when it comes to our community. So, obviously, I'm back on that again, because that's just the Pride Month tradition here. And, of course, we've already seen a few people uh, 
put it out there about who they are coming coming into the month, and we're only a day now, I guess two days, as y'all are listening to this in, you know. Uh, so congratulations uh, go out to uh, Sazzy Boatwright, as well as uh, Sid von England and Chris Ryan, uh, Bailey McRoberts, and um, yeah, Big Game Leroy. You know, um, just a lot of people out there that are putting their truth out there, and all the people that are celebrating their identities as well. It, uh, the first day into like the the first couple of days of Pride Month are always so so inspiring, just to see all of the people showcasing their uh, identities and all of the different Pride flags that are on the social media posts and all the colors and all of the pageantry and the jokes and um, and just just the celebration, honestly, the collective celebration that we all get to partake in uh, during these 30 days. It's... It really is like a second Christmas in a way, a second Christmas morning. Um, and we get that for 30 straight days. Honestly, it's 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 so good. It's so good. So yeah, I'll keep my eye on that. Don't worry. <laughs> um, and of course, that also means a whole bunch of pride shows coming up, which um, I am collecting a number of those together. I want to create a little bit of a resource for um, all of the different uh, LGBTQ-led promotions that are running shows during Pride Month, all of the Pride-themed shows um, being run by uh, uh, non-LGBTQ-produced promotions. Um, And, of course, some of the stuff that's going to extend beyond Pride Month because, you know, it doesn't end in June. You know, we got WrestleQueerdom coming up in August uh, over at the Hampshire Dome from the, the lovely people at Transcraps, Sally, you know, um, and it's just, it's it's never ending, and that's exactly the way it should be. So I'm going to be putting together a resource there um, in the, the next day or so, hopefully, to try and provide as much information to everybody to get out to a Pride show, no matter where you are um, in the U.S. Um, or maybe even abroad. I hear there might be a, there's a thing going down in the UK, perhaps. Not perhaps, it's definitely happening. Um, (laughs) But yeah, we'll make sure to expand the horizon beyond just the the Continental 48 that we got going on here. Um, Yeah, so Pride Month's here and I am excited to be run ragged with all of the work that I do for all of you. <laughs> and that includes podcasts. I'll get my break whenever I'm at Pride and Vibe weekend in a couple weeks. That's that's going to be my, my queer vacation um, for those two days. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and, of course, one more thing we do need to address before we uh, continue. Obviously, you know, I've been reporting on and following the um, the... Jake Atlas situation right now. Obviously, um, you know, it's a, some of the details that have come out around that story are troubling and, and uh, disturbing to hear, especially for those that have experienced a, a, a intimate partner violence uh, in, in a way. Um, obviously, there's I'm sure there is still plenty that is going to shake out and unfold as we continue to follow this story. But um, 
as a survivor of a situation like that and knowing that um, you know there are you know I'm positive there are people that listen to this show that have been in those situations before and have escaped them um, you know domestic violence is a very very serious thing and it, as much as we can feel crestfallen about you know, someone like Jake Atlas who was held in such high regard in the community um, prior to all of this um, we really just need to focus on uh, the survivor in, in, in this right now um, and make sure that that their safety is, is kept right now as the situation unfolds and hopefully we don't have any more uh, developments in terms of you know physical altercations that come out of this but yeah it's a it's a disappointing story it's a um, personally frustrating story and you know not both because of the the situation itself and also the the lack of communication from AEW as well and there's a lot of questions around you know Atlas's status with the company right now what his contract even looked like with them previously a whole lot of talk about you know his presence on the roster page or lack thereof um but you know those are questions that hopefully AEW will address and you know I will make sure to report that whenever they do if they do they should they really really should um yeah anyway with that said, let's talk to the Mac of all trades, the world champion, AC Mac. All right, guys, guys, and non-binary pals, welcome back to LGBT in the Ring. And I am very, very pleased to have as my guest this week, our first guest for Pride Month here in 2022. Perfect. Yes, very, very perfect. <laughs> You know the voice. He is the IWTV World Heavyweight Champion. I don't even know if we need to go through the entire intro right now. I think that just trumps <laughs> everything. AC Mack, the historic world champion. Welcome back. To wow. This is crazy. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. I'm glad to be here. I am very happy to have you back as well. Like, I... Uh, you, I mean, you can see me at least. You, I'm pumped for this. I'm so pumped to talk to you again. Uh, this is like, a, this is a huge time for you. Obviously, you're like five months into a world championship reign that started with you putting your region on the map and has started this entire story that has enveloped all of independent pro wrestling. Y'all have brought uncharted territory to fucking Chattanooga. You. <laughs> <laughs> and not to mention, as we are talking, we're talking on June 1st, your episode of The Life Of has debuted on IWTV, giving yes. all of us a bit of a behind the scenes look at that day, as well as like a number of other uh, moments in your life. This is this is the perfect time to have you back on the show. Uh, and there's so much to talk about. I don't even really know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. I do know where to start because after watching the doc, I have two apologies to make to you, I think. <laughs> two apologies? Two apologies. I'll just do one. I did by where we last talked prior to that match, 
I did not mean to throw so much added stress onto you by <laughs> noting the historic nature of what that match could mean. And you two, felt guilty after you saw the other side, huh? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean that that's one of the beautiful things about the life of the, the stars that you get to see all the different sides, or at least more <laughs> sides, to the people that that we watch on our, right. on our screens all the time. Uh, and two, I scheduled that interview on 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 Taco Tuesday, and I apologize for keeping you from Taco Tuesday for an hour <laughs> no, in your car. No, I think if I remember correctly, I think we did the interview on that Wednesday of the week. Was it? For some reason, I, I thought it was a Tuesday. I want to say I keep everything in my calendar, so I'll have to go back and let you know. <laughs> okay, definitely correct me if I'm wrong, because I will throw that guilt out the window if needed. I... <laughs> Either way, I accept. <laughs> awesome. Oh, man. Well, you know what? Let's start back in January, you know, because I let's be real. That moment when you pinned Alex Shelley, that entire match, really, but that moment whenever you pinned Alex Shelley and won that title has stuck in my brain and has stuck in so many other people's brains <laughs> since that time. Um, obviously in the doc, you, you kind of give, uh, give us a little bit of a look into your mindset and, and, and everything that's going into that and, and some of the aftermath, but, you know, whenever you found out that that was, that that was going to be, that night was going that way for you um what were what were your feelings like what what was going through your head when you found out that that, that you are you are getting this title yeah um well first was it's kind of like denial at first because I, I was like this is alex shelley what do you mean you're giving it to me <laughs> like alex shelley just got this so i was almost like disbelief and then um, uh, and I mentioned this in the doc a little bit too, just immediate anxiety of just want, wanting to make sure everything goes right, wanting to make sure everything is special um, and wanting to make sure that everybody agrees with the decision. You know, I started thinking probably a little bit about how others would take this, how it would look, who would be happy, who wouldn't be. Um, it was just a lot of different emotions. Um, obviously, obviously excited. Um, obviously, you know, I, who doesn't in wrestling, who doesn't want to be a, a world champion? So it was just, I don't know, there's plenty of things going through my head, but mainly anxiety. <laughs> mainly. <laughs> I can I can understand that. I mean, you're walking into like probably the the biggest moment of your career to date in, right. in that match, and not only that, but like putting together a, the caliber of match that that you and Alex had. Because like, yes, a ton of focus is put on on the pinfall and put on the uh, the promo that you did afterwards. That mm -hmm. is just it's spread like wildfire once it hit <laughs> social media. Um, which I had no, had no idea that was going to happen. I would, I hadn't intended for it to happen. At least I'll say that much. <laughs> I mean, you never intend per se, but like, you know, a moment like that, it's, it's going to resonate with a lot of people, especially yeah. a community like, like ours that has not really historically been recognized yeah. in the way that, that we deserve. So I totally understand that though, but take me 
through your your thoughts on the match itself. Have you watched the match back at all? Um, um, what were you feeling after the after that was wrapped up? I've watched, yeah, I've watched most of the match back. So, little tidbit: I actually hate watching my matches back. <laughs> I, it's, it's that's a whole different story. But you know, I try to like, oh, okay, if it felt good, if others said it was good, I'll just leave it at that. But that match, for obvious reasons, um, I have seen most of it. Uh, and I'm proud of it. I'm um, proud of the moments. I'm proud of my selling in that match. I'm proud of uh, being able to communicate with, with Alex Shelley and put something together that was really special. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've watched it back. And that <laughs> it was, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. It's, it's definitely something I'd be proud of. You know, I I definitely agree with that. Uh, like that, <laughs> God, that match was so good. Um, sorry, I just can't stop singing the praises of it. It was just, it <laughs> was just you. so damn good. Um, but one thing that really stood out to me during the course of the match is whenever you had the the other wrestlers and you had Matt and you had fans like come to the apron. Yeah. Um. And obviously, like that played into the idea of the Southeast first uh, yeah. that was going on there and, and the subsequent movement that we have seen uh, play yeah. out since then. But what like what was your reaction to seeing that occur, that occur? Because like I feel like that was one of those moments that at least for people that are watching at home or watching yeah. the crowd that just revved everything up. <laughs> so and, and honestly, that was my reaction, too. It did rev me up. We we. They planned it beforehand, but I didn't, I guess I just forgot that it was going to happen. I, me, me and Alice were just so focused on trying to get the match down and making sure that was great that I completely forgot that in a double down, they were all coming out. So as I'm sitting there trying to catch my breath and listening to the count to make sure we get up one time, and then we start hearing all the, the beating on the mats, I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, Oh shit. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. They're supposed to be out here. This is great. It's great. So it kind of like <laughs> gave me an extra boost in the match, you know? Mm. Um, and, and in a world of entertainment, sometimes you lose yourself and sometimes you, you know, you forget that it's entertainment. And that was one of those moments. It felt special. And it was just one of those where you definitely want to slow down because you want to take in this moment. You want to remember this forever. You want to like, you know, make sure it comes off as as special on TV or on camera as as it feels in your heart. So I can definitely see that. And, you know, we, we got a little bit of insight in terms of like some of that thought process as well from from the doc too. Well, right. Well, I do want to talk more extensively about the doc at some point. But we can hit these little tidbits here. <laughs> the little that's just the tiny snippet of your car ride with Alex Shelley and listening to yeah. him talk about like the the idea of like not viewing you're like trying to perfect every little thing and just trying to right. understand like these overarching ideas. Like I imagine one knowing how just how spread out Atlanta is that was a long car ride you had plenty of time. To, to talk about <laughs> yes <laughs> talk about yes. all this it's stuff 30 minutes yes god jesus christ <laughs> but i imagine like just that tiny bit that we got to see there was probably 30 minutes more that just oh yeah spoke more to, to like more wrestling wisdom in a way oh yeah 100 percent. and i 
not to put anybody on blast or anything like that, but I'm glad you mentioned that because I do wish that part uh, was a little longer because I filmed that whole conversation of us riding to the venue mm. um, and just kind of seeing where Shelly's head is at and what he was thinking about the match, the ideas that he had and just the advice from him, you know, being however many years of a vet in the, in the game and just, it was cool. And it, and it helped ease my nerves as well, picking him up from the airport and just kind of picking his brain. And, and cause that was my first time meeting him. I, I had never like met him before. So yeah, I, I really wish there was more, they put more of that in there. Hopefully there's like an uncut or deleted scenes or whatever the case may be, but yeah. He dropped a lot of gems in that conversation. A lot of gems. Was there anything from like what didn't air or make the doc that that really stood mm -hmm. out? Like one thing that really stood out to you above others that from that conversation? Ooh, um, I thought it was interesting. So he's very similar to me about not watching the matches back. Um, he's he he said he'll wait about three to six months when uh, he kind when he kind of forgets about what he had planned. That way he could kind of go into it with fresh eyes. I thought that was pretty cool. I had never heard that before. Um, so he'll watch it back. He waits a minute. He likes to <laughs> wait till he forgets it a little bit. I'm like, I might start doing that too. <laughs> it's not only a bad a, idea. to select you though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad idea though, just to kind of clear your head and, and come to it with a fresh mind. Like, right. I, yeah. Like, I think that's a valuable exercise, no matter what your, your medium or art form is, but no, that's, that's really interesting to hear. Cause I, I don't know. <laughs> I think, I think a lot of people that, you know, watch pro wrestling or, or interact with it, but don't actually step into the ring, have this idea that there is such a focus on tiny particular things. And, you know, obviously everybody has their own approach to pro right. wrestling and that sort of thing, but I feel like sometimes you just get bogged down in so many details that you miss these larger points. Yes. Yes. And the larger points, you know, just to be clear, like, you know, the moments, the, the storytelling and things like that. And I feel like that's where I'm at my best when I'm not remembering every little thing, things like that. So yeah, I 100% agree. You're right. Yeah. Well, speaking of moments and storytelling, let's get to the pinfall. You get the one, two, three, the bell rings. What is running through your head? Uh, well, tears are running out of my eyes. That's for I did, sure. I did notice um, that. <laughs> and I remember, I remember, I remember laying on the mat and I'm like looking down at the canvas. I'm like on my stomach looking down. And I just remember saying to myself, it's over. It's over. It's over. Which is so ironic because when my mom gets in the ring, the first thing she says is, oh, it's only beginning. It's only beginning. <laughs> I'm like, of course. All people. <laughs> but yes, that was the very first thing going through my head uh, after that pinfall. I didn't hear anything. Um, I, obviously, I didn't see anything because I'm looking down, but I'm just, I'm just having these thoughts with myself immediately. Like, whew. You can breathe now, relax, it's over. <laughs> I can understand the, having that sense of relief of just being like, oh, it's all gone now, even though like you're just starting this new journey. But it's so you need right. that reprieve. You need that moment to just kind of like just let everything go in a way. 
Um, yeah, it's the buildup that yeah. that gets to me. You know, it's the buildup that's exhausting. So you're right. You're right. As far as the buildup and like the anticipation, that part, it's over. Like you're here now. So relax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, talk to me about the promo. Because, you know, like we alluded to before, like it is it touched so many people. So many people picked up on it. I know, like, you were, like, tweeting about, like, all of these different places other than Outsports that were picking up this story um, <laughs> and, like, posting the video. Then you had you had Ivan Fire J putting out that that awesome video that he did. Oh, my gosh. And I, I didn't even know that was coming. We hadn't talked at all. Mm. He just dropped it. I was like, what? <laughs> You didn't even let me know. You just went at it. was great. I it was so good. It made you know, it made the promo a thousand times better. It seemed like a movie trailer. It was so cool. It definitely it definitely had that movie trailer trailer feel. It yeah. definitely did. It definitely did. But the promo itself, it I was like just from speaking from my position and like knowing our conversation just a, pr- a few days prior to that. Mm-hmm. On this show it felt very real mm-hmm. it felt very much like what you know like fueled by what we had discussed previously yeah about you know the the lack of focus on the south and and the like kind of start and stop nature of independent pro wrestling in in georgia and and in the whole region really at times um and all culminating in this moment where you like you declare that you are the first open openly gay male uh world champion in pro wrestling history which is true right yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah crazy i know right <laughs> talk to me about the promo like what were you feeling during during yeah. that um just everything <laughs> i was no pun intended but i i felt an overwhelming sense of pride um, I felt like no matter what I was going to say or no matter what I was going to do, that this was going to be special to me because of the situation, because of the match, because of the win, because of who all was there. Um, that's what I was thinking. I had a few bullet points to go off of, but other than that, it was it was straight off the dome and it was straight from the heart. And I'm so glad it came off well um, because there's so much... Uh, it is a storyline, but there's so much truth uh, in, it, in, in that. And it was very personable. So I, I'm very, very glad that it came off well and that it, it did the numbers that it did and got made into a movie and all this extra stuff <laughs> and commercials. <laughs> because it was, um, it was a promo that I was excited to do and you know, we were going to have some fun with it, but I... I I don't th- even think I knew how special it was going to end up being. So I think that's that makes it even better for me. Mm. You know, one thing from from that whole moment, you know, the the aftermath of the match and the promo and everything was seeing um, the people that you had the chance to embrace with in the ring. Mm-hmm. Obviously, your your mom, Matt Ashton, um, was was a huge moment. I feel like. Um, 
especially now with the like added knowledge of the conversation that you two had that's in the dock prior to the match yeah. happening. <laughs> um, and then of course, Rico. Um, yes. You know, it's one thing for you to like sit there and hold the belt up and, and let everybody know that, that you have just made history and to like, you know, speak truth on your identity uh, or at mm-hmm. least a facet of your identity in that way. It's another thing whenever you and Rico in that moment, like it's almost like the seas parting in a way with that group that's in the ring, like parting so that hard cam <laughs> can folk can get in right Literally. on you two, like sharing an embrace and sharing a kiss in the middle of a ring in Tyrone, Georgia. <laughs> of all places, right? Right. <laughs> no, no shade on Tyrone, but... <laughs> The South has a rough history with us. That's all. That's what we mean. <laughs> Very. <laughs> this isn't this isn't 10th and Piedmont. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Far from it. What was it like for you to have that moment with with, with Rico and, and Ash? I guess talk talk about talk to Ashton first and then we can and then we can talk about Rico because I feel like those yeah. are two important but vastly different uh interactions obviously yeah Ashton's been one of my closest friends since I started uh training to wrestle um not on purpose because we're just two gays you know but it just it just happened to be that way you know his personality and mine it meshes well um it just so happens that we're of the same community and because of that uh we've looked out for each other um a great bit especially him looking out for me because he's been here longer you know he's he's a he's a vet in the game too so uh, he has a lot of good of advice, uh, especially when it comes to networking um, and looking out and looking out for people. Like I said, like I've always said this in podcasts that his greatest strength is like making other people look good. So, you know, a lot of us, a lot of us have him to thank uh, just for how well things are moving, uh, especially, especially in ring, especially in ring. Um, so it was really cool uh, for him to give me the the pep talk beforehand. Uh <laughs> There was more to that conversation, too, of just like, why are you tripping? Like, you deserve to be here. Like, <laughs> go out there and do it, and we go all going to go out for drinks afterwards. Like, relax. <laughs> um, uh, and when it comes to Rico, man, oh, my gosh, I'm so, so, so very happy and so very lucky that I've, I've met him. Um, he's been my rock through all this. He's very new to wrestling. He's about a year in. Um, so all of this is, is different for him. Um, but just the fact that he's there, just the fact that he's supporting, like, it means the world to me. Um, and it was really cool in the documentary because, like, you kind of see a little bit of, like, the dating, courting stage turn into a full-blown relationship. Because a week before the show, uh, we both had a, con- you know, we had a conversation and we both at that point were ready to take this relationship to the next level. Um, and it was actually his idea. He was like, all right, well, how about this? You got the show next week. We, you know, this big, big thing. Let's just do it then. Um, and I, I completely agreed. And I was going to wait until after the show, once we got in the back to officially ask him to be my boyfriend, but it just felt right. It just felt right in that moment. Um, he came over and I don't, I don't know if you can tell in the footage, but like when I go in for the hug, that's when I ask him. Mm. it's a it's it's very it's kind of hard to see you you have to literally be looking for it to to understand what it is but i asked him right there he says yes and then that's when we kiss god 
Like I know it's Again. real life, but it sounds like a fucking movie. <laughs> it's it it's it played out too perfectly for it not to be a movie. And that's why I keep stressing the fact that that wasn't planned. Uh, we were gonna do it backstage, but it just felt right. You you mentioning the 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 roster parting <laughs> parting ways in the in the ring. I didn't even notice that, but you're right. That's exactly what happened. Not on purpose though. It's yeah. crazy as it seems. That was not on purpose, and that's what it just. That's why it's so much more special. Yeah, something's just happened for a reason. Yeah. God, it's just <laughs> it's such a striking visual to really cement home, like so much of what you spoke about in that in that uh, promo after the match. Yeah. Um, and it was funny too because like that picture, it. I don't want to say it went viral, but it got out there. Like it was on, it was on a few news outlets. It was on Google. Uh, you know, his family saw that picture before they met me. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, oh, okay, well, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> that? That must have been a fun conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty fun. We're, I mean, we we all know each other now, and I, you know, but it was just, it was like, oh, okay, well, what's this? <laughs> Oh, y'all are serious. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I like, like I said, that moment is just, it's, it's so effective and so heartwarming. And I'm so happy for both of y'all. Um, and then the tiny moment in the dock as well, like afterwards, we're like, you're just barely here uh, talking about like, you know, being official. It's just like, it's, just, it, it's moments that you don't get to see. Yeah. In, in these lies in, in lies much I mean whether you like look at like a heterosexual relationship in wrestling you don't get this you don't see that sort of stuff very often you sometimes it peeks through there you historically in pro wrestling you haven't ever really seen that yeah with a same-sex couple in the same way um looking back on that for yourself like obviously that's a very very special moment for you personally yeah but how do you think that that moment with with rico is um kind of stretched out and impacted the people that have reached out to you after yeah. after january or other Ooh. members of the community that oh my seen? gosh i'm so glad you asked that because i'll be honest i had i hadn't even thought of it i don't know i just I, I hope that they see that and they are able to openly love, not, not just openly be yourself, but to openly love someone else and not be ashamed of it or bashful or, or nervous or who's going to think what. Like, I, I want them to, whoever it is, whoever it is, whatever community you're a part of, um, I want you to see that and think, yeah, okay, well, if, if he can do that, in Tyrone, Georgia, and, and on live TV and all this stuff, then yeah, nobody else matters. If I if I'm in love, nothing else should matter, and I need to I need to love openly. So that that's what would be my message, my on the fly message. Since I hadn't thought of it, <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good message. It is a good one. Yeah, I man, that is so cool. Making history again. I did, I don't know. I just. That thought had not crossed my head. Wow. There you yeah. go again. <laughs> I, it's it's what happens whenever we chat. They see <laughs> like that's just, insane. Yeah. 
like these but things it's cool like, to think about yeah yeah i mean it's you know i i felt so much whenever ashton was like telling you just like you like you deserve to make history too like i was just like screaming at my tv it's like yes <laughs> like that is exactly the point of this like you earned this and you deserve this this moment for yourself and so like yeah i i will always highlight those moments for you and, and so many other people in our community it's just so thank you because see. i never do it for myself so i thank you i feel you like i do it for a lot of people i rarely do it for myself either so i i commiserate with yeah. you in that way but always happy to do it here um last thing from southeast first before we move on to talk about the doc a little bit more um have they been flying you delta yes they have damn right yes they have they all heard the promo they all heard the promo and i've yes matter of fact we're going up to vibe uh in a few weeks oh my gosh that's a few weeks now it is yeah oh my gosh it's literally oh man okay yes but anyway yes we're, we're headed up there and we're, we're flying delta so yes they have definitely listened to the demands <laughs> <laughs> So no complaints from the champ. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good to hear. <laughs> I'm glad that they got the memo. Um, <laughs> All right, Yens. Thank you so much for tuning into LGBT in the ring. Uh, we'll get right back into the thick of things, but I do want to take a pause real quick and say thank you to some amazing people that make this show as rad as it is. Starting off with Daniel Quasar, the Progress Pride flag designed by Daniel Quasar is a product of Progress Initiative. You can find out more at quasar.digital. A big thank you to Sarah in the Safe Word for the show's theme song, Formula 666, off the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, and you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp at sarahinthesafeword.bandcamp.com. Um, check out independentwrestling.tv for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. Uh, you can use our promo code LGBTRingPod or visit tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT and peruse their entire library uh, over there at independentwrestling.tv. Once again, promo code LGBTRingPod or go to tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT check out that service uh, you can follow the show on twitter at lgbt ring pod you can follow me on twitter at wonderboy otm and if you're into video games definitely check out my video game news show the mr video game super show i co-host that with uh, twitch streamers slacker kite and lady Merwin every monday at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific over on twitch.tv slash dead sun entertainment uh, it's your weekly roundup of gaming news, uh, and it's always a blast. So once again, check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment. Sun like the star. We'll be right back with more LGBT in the ring. So let's talk a bit more about the life of, because, mm -hmm. like, yes, this moment in January at Southeast first is a good chunk of this episode um, and all of the like intricacies and, and your feelings around that moment are very much on display. And it's honestly, it, it's the same sort of like bring a tear to your eye sort of moment as the actual like night there uh, at Southeast first was at least for me watching it. Mm -hmm. um, 
but there's so much more in, in, in this documentary as well, like from, you know, talking about your your relationship with your family, seeing you interact with your friends and, and your mom and your sister and your niece. Um, Taco <laughs> Tuesdays, like I mentioned before, yes. like there's so many other elements of AC Mac that we get to see a bit a bit more of um, mm-hmm. through the course of the doc. Like for you, what was your thought whenever um, IWTV approached you as being a subject for, for the series? So <laughs> when they asked me, I thought, I thought it was a joke because I, I was like, why me? What? Cause I don't, I don't blog. I don't do any of that. So it was so foreign to me. I know that sounds, it might sound weird to hear, but like to not record yourself ever to going switching to recording yourself almost all the time it was a it was a big shock so yeah at first I was once again in disbelief like oh okay whatever and then they came back around it was like no actually we're serious and we're gonna mail you this GoPro uh in a few weeks so this is what we need get ready (laughs) but but when they told me that I started watching uh, other people's the life of uh, Garcia's, uh, Moriarty, uh, you know, Surreal's, which won the awards. And so I, I, I was like, okay, I, I kind of get a gist of what this is, what he's looking for. Uh, not just wrestling related stuff, but family, friends. Um, and there was actually other stuff that I wanted to get done uh, and to go and do. We wanted to visit museums and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but it was, the time constraints and we had to get it back because you know other people have to film theirs as well so it was cool it was it was it took me a minute to get used to it that's for sure yeah i could definitely understand that especially it seems like going from like zero to 100 almost yeah. in terms of something yeah. that you just don't regularly do that could definitely throw you off i'm curious like the the museums you talked about like what museums were you thinking about like taking oh. the camera to yeah, we have an African-American museum, uh, mm. like actually near, uh, right on campus at Georgia State. Um, and then uh, obviously the High Museum of Art here in Atlanta. Um, there was a, uh, I don't know if it's still there, but uh, I'm a huge, huge Kanye West fan. And then they won the Yeezus album cover. They had that on display. Oh, wow. Uh, in one of the exhibits. So I was like, oh, that's a no brainer. We have to go to that. And we just couldn't get around to it, but those were like more ideas that I had. I want to do another one now. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> well, hit up Jerry. Um. <laughs> Look, Jelly had three. So I think we'll be hey, all right. There you go. <laughs> There's your argument. I beat him. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but like the moments that you did, that you did get to capture though, I think were like spoke to a very authentic experience for yourself is mm-hmm. the, like slice of life sort of presentation that that the series aims to present you know talked about like the interactions with your family and friends and everything like that going to read at the elementary school um like what from the experience of filming like what moments stood out to you the most um the most who um, honestly it was it was me talking to the camera by myself Mm. Um, so the, I, the, before the, the match with Shelly, where I'm talking about how nervous I am in my backyard, like those kind of moments, um, 
because for me, those were the hardest. Oh, when I was talking about my dad at the park mm. in my car, those were the hardest for me because it's like, you're aware that you're recording. And so mentally you're like, oh, what do I say? What do I do? And in those moments, I was able to kind of forget that I was recording and just go and just speak and just kudos to the editing because none of that was in order. You know what I'm saying? You're just kind of like spitballing and just, you just, you just have these random thoughts and you're just kind of going, going, going. Um, I really, really liked how, how those came out and I'm, I'm the most excited for people to see those moments in the doc. I know the match is a big, big chunk, but just like a, I think those moments are big chunks of the psyche, and I think that's pretty dope. So, did those moments where you're just a, just you and the camera, like talking directly into it, did did those moments almost feel like therapeutic for you in a way? Honestly, yes. Honestly, yes. Especially, especially the one in my backyard talking about how nervous I am. Yeah. Because my dad is that's one that's been like ongoing. I've been living with that. But this this anxiety is pretty new. Wrestling relatively is pretty new compared to my dad. So yeah, it, that one for sure felt therapeutic. Um, and just being able to because it's one thing to have these thoughts, but then when you you're like verbally saying them out loud, it's it's something different. And I don't know. It's a different kind of power that you take ownership of. So, yeah, yeah I would agree. Yeah, uh, it's it's almost like whenever you like speak these like internal feelings or these intrusive thoughts out into like the world, there's like a sense yeah. of ownership over them, and they feel more yeah. like something you can control. I think so. I think it. I definitely think it helps with controlling uh, your thought process or just the feeling and the emotion and just kind of ringing it in a little bit. I do think that helped. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm like remembering how I felt as it was happening, as I was filming and uh, it felt good. It made me, it, it relaxed me a little bit more, honestly, you know, just having that privacy and being able to speak it out loud and yeah. Yeah, I was I was definitely more calm after filming it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that kind of speaks to another thing that you kind of mentioned um, when talking to the camera during the course of the doc, like talking about how like fans or people that are there watching the show, like they see like the Saturday night version. Of yeah. The they see the Saturday night version of a wrestler that's like all the way up and, and hyped and turned up and ready to go into the ring and do their thing they don't get to see like amon Ra, you know yeah um, those tuesday nights are rough and not just with me but just you know my peers as a whole like saturday night on 10 is completely different from tuesday night on three mm. you know you know you're struggling you it's i won't go into detail but it's it's pretty it's a huge contrast so yeah <laughs> no i think it's i think it's a valuable thing for for wrestling fans to see because you know so much about the the language that we use around pro wrestling you know equates it to like you know comic books come to life real life superheroes that sort of thing right all of these like one note motifs 
but not understanding the real people behind those personas and the real people that create those things and um, what what creating these these personas and doing what they do can really the impact that can have on somebody or you know the other aspects of themselves that beyond pro wrestling that can have those impacts as well you know i um you know the insecurities and and imposter syndrome and stuff like that i feel like is a commonly talked about topic um, in pro wrestling as well i mean really just in culture in general now um and and seeing like you kind of work through and talk through these these feelings like it i don't know it just it just had this this different level of like realness um or relatability in a way that i think speaks can speak to people uh i 100% agree and i'm so i'm so 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 glad it came off that way i'm so glad cuz even watching it back even i was like oh wow you know this is it's pretty deep and it it's it's pretty helpful. I think that was the word I remember thinking helpful. So, and obviously honest. So I 100% agree. And I'm, I'm really glad it came off that way. Oh yes. hundred percent, hundred percent. That moment in, in the car at uh, Adams park, when you're talking about your dad. Yeah. Obviously it is an experience that a number of people in our community can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, was that something that whenever you knew you were doing this project that you had in, in your head as something that you wanted to talk about openly on camera, or was that something that just kind of came up in the moment for you as you were kind of processing? Um, kind of both. Hmm. Um, I, beforehand, I was on the fence about doing it because I didn't at the time I wasn't comfortable opening, opening up on camera like that for, with the whole vlogging process. And I didn't want it to seem like I was bashing my family. So I, I was worried that it would come off that way. But once that whole day of filming, actually, I went to my college and filmed around there. We didn't use that, but then we drove by uh, my dad's house. And I think seeing my dad's house in person after a while, I think that's when I was like, okay, you know what? Yeah, I got to talk about this. I got to open up about this. And I went right down the street to the park and then just I just opened up. Now, like, like I said earlier, that was another moment where nothing was in order. <laughs> we just kind of, <laughs> as, as things came to mind, I just kind of spoke it. And again, that was therapeutic as well. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, Definitely. I almost thought I wasn't going to do that. So I'm glad I did. Watching it back. Yeah, I'm glad I did. Yeah. Was there any like, I guess you spoke to like the motivation, just like the moment of like driving by the house and, and having those like feelings kind of flood back to you. But yeah. after after the fact, like knowing, I guess, well, knowing that that was going into the, into the dock or potentially could go into the dock, like what were your mm-hmm. feelings around like recording that and, and putting that into a place where, you know, the, the public who watch they, that see the Mac of all trades. Yeah. To see you in like this 
I would say probably one of the more vulnerable states that, that you've been in talking about this, like this family trauma in, in, in the way that, 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 that is like, how did, how did you feel after recording that? Um, yeah. How did you feel after recording that? Um, so I felt similar to how I felt after talking about the anxiety in my backyard. Um, I felt calm. I felt better about the situation as a whole. Um, and I felt, what's the word I'm looking at? I don't know. I felt very like powerful. I guess that's another moment of owning those thoughts and, or, or, or whatever, but I felt very powerful. And I, I remember thinking, oh yeah, I definitely want that in. I definitely want that in. And I remember John, the editor hit me back and he kept thanking me for like <laughs> saying all that and putting it in a documentary. And then when he finished, he sent me the final product and I was able to watch it. He was like, is there anything you want to take out? You can kind of tell he was like, all right, this is the last chance. Like, you sure you, you're good? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. If anything, I want to add more to all of it. Um, I felt good about it. I felt good about it. And I felt good because I know that will be helpful. I know whoever sees that can relate to it. And if for whatever reason, my dad ends up watching the documentary, I think that'll open up a bridge. Maybe, I don't know, but I've done all I've tried to do, at least I think so. So I think hearing me speak like that as a grown man now, as opposed to a college guy or you know somebody who's still naive to the world, um, I think hearing me talk about it like that now might change some things i don't know so we'll see i'm i'm just glad i did it i'll put <laughs> i'm rambling now but i'm just glad i did it <laughs> oh you're fine you're fine i think i'm honestly like i think it is a a good place to land you know and and um you know hopefully i mean you always hope that those bridges can be mended you know especially yeah. when it comes to like parents and stuff like that but you know at some point you do all you can right yeah and i i do hope that your dad watches this i do because you know i don't know he's got an amazing kid <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate that <laughs> oh it really does um speaking of like things that that weren't included in the documentary um <laughs> Well, I had another example. There was a oh me yeah, and, go for it. So, me and Rico went on a date to this uh, oyster festival. Oh, okay. Here in Atlanta, it was actually behind Atlantic Station, usually where the circus sets up. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. And so we went out there, and it's really weird because we thought you pay, you know, your fifty dollars, you get in, and you just eat as many oysters as you want. You pay the fifty, you get in, but you still have to pay for the oysters. I was oh, like, damn, it's mad extra. However, all the drinks were free. Uh-oh. So we definitely partook, and I feel like <laughs> that's why the footage was not added. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, we were there for a few hours. <laughs> uh, I've been Atlantic Station drunk. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I tried to get it in there. It was a lot of fun, but... <laughs> I guess, I guess we can use it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So seeing the final product, seeing the final uh, edit of the film, and, and now yeah. ha- or and having it out there now, um, what are what are your takeaways from the entire experience? Man, oh, it. Oof. First of all, it was just a lot of fun to do. Um, the takeaway, I guess, the takeaway is the same way I kind of thought even going in, as far as just like pulling back the curtain and allowing people to see wrestlers in a completely different light. Um, like you mentioned, being relatable. Um, I think this is going to allow fans to grow. That Well, the relationship between the fans and the wrestlers is going to grow, I'm, I'm thinking. I, I think seeing us like this is, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but... <laughs> I definitely think it's 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 gonna grow a stronger bond i think so i'm excited for that um was very very nervous at first about the doc coming out and even after watching it but after sitting in with it and, and talking to rico about it and talking to my family about it how happy they are like i i want everybody to see this and i want every wrestler to be able to get to do this because it was I don't know, you grow in a way, like you mentioned, like it was therapeutic without even you realizing that it's therapeutic. So yeah, it was it was very special. It was very special. I'm glad everything has been coming out so well. So you said that you kind of watched some of the previous episodes uh, prior <laughs> to, to getting the camera to kind of get an idea of what to do. Um, and you brought up Edith Surreal's episode, which, you know, won awards for the... <laughs> for the presentation and, and the way that it, you know, really opened up the uh, LGBTQ and specifically the trans experience to so many people that engage with pro wrestling that have never seen anything like that before. To completely new eyes got to have a better understanding of, of Edith's experience and, and, and kind of grow in their understanding of, of a com- entire community, so to speak, through that hour plus episode. Was there anything that you took away from Edith's episode that you, that kind of like colored the way that you wanted to present yourself in your episode or, or influenced um, in any way? Kind of. Yeah. But it, it's such a, I feel like it's such a vague and like cop out answer um, <laughs> is basically what you said about it being raw about her being unapologetic in how this, how this works for her, you know what I mean? And just just generally being open and honest and not pulling back. I think that's probably the biggest inspiration or the biggest guide. It was like, okay, if we're gonna do this, you gotta do it. You can't, yeah, like the whole purpose of this is so they can, you know, get to know the real you. And I thought she did that flawlessly. I think they all do, but you're right for, for her to do it not only do that, but to offer something new to the table, something new to society, because I'm pretty sure a lot of people were watching and thinking, how does this work? <laughs> you know, so uh, kudos to her. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were plenty of those moments in yours. Don't, no, no need to be jealous here and there. There's, there's plenty of love to go around. But but no, there, I, I definitely saw like parallels there between the two and obviously not just because it's two that have featured you know queer wrestlers on the series Mm -hmm. but because of just opening up eyes to new experiences just giving them new images to look at that wrestling historically has not done 
So I, I, I really, really, really liked the, the, the episode and I highly suggest anybody listening to this that hasn't watched it yet, go check it out. Um, it, it's well worth your time. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uncharted territory. Yes. <laughs> Y'all have hit the ground running taking this <laughs> below the Mason Dixon line. You are facing speedball Mike Bailey on Monday. Oh my gosh. What is your <laughs> life right now? <laughs> so my life right now is as soon as I finish this podcast, I'm headed to the gym and I'm going to focus on cardio. <laughs> <laughs> I, ooh. This is going to be something special. He's really good, man. It's just so crazy because you can tell how much they believe in me by who the opponents that they give me. So it's just, it's blowing my mind. And you're right. We've hit the ground running and I feel like every episode is like a pay-per-view. Like the matches, even just last week with, with, <laughs> with, with uh, Adam Freese, I was like, what is going on? How did you get up on the roof? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Oh my gosh, but it's been so cool. And it's and it's it's only the fourth week, you know? It's yeah. only the fourth week. So I'm so excited for for what else we have planned. But yeah, Mike Bailey on on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> no, it's like it it just kind of continues to to feed into this idea of Southeast first. And and obviously in the promo back in January he said this isn't the last southeast first show which you know obviously i'm have a feeling at some point we're going to find out when the next one is but beyond right. a show beyond uh, a weekly series anything like that like do you feel like so far the southeast first movement has at least if not accomplished it goal its goal because obviously there's there's not a finish line per se right, right. now but do you feel like it has worked towards fix uh accomplishing the goals that y'all have set for that yeah i think that last part i i agree with that i think it's worked towards accomplishing the goals um you're right it's a never-ending goal or journey i guess you could say but i definitely think we're moving in the right direction uh more attention is here um there are there are so many stars here in this region that are that are getting played and i'm so so happy for them so excited for it so yeah i i think so i think we're moving in the right direction um like i said there's no like finish line i guess um i get i guess the finish line would be just making sure that it's consistent making sure i think you you mentioned stop and go earlier in the yeah. podcast you know we we don't want that anymore and as long as we never get that then i guess then yes that's the finish line but yeah, that's what we're headed towards. Oh, I can understand it. You know, I mean, I feel like that that was such a frustration with, you know, the the Georgia scene for so long. It was just like it felt like there was momentum and then it just went away, you know, or like it, something happened and, and the prominence like fell or something like that. But like the right. last like four or so years, like with, with action and now New South coming up and TWE and a number of companies in the area like it just feels like that whole region is really being built up and uncharted territory really feels like a um you know a benchmark in in that whole growth process that that I mean let's be real we can we can credit Matt with a good chunk 
of that as well as yourself and some right. of the other talents that are around there, the other promoters that are around there. Um, of the people that are starting to get showcased on Uncharted Territory now that people might not have known, the, the tucked away secrets of the South, so to speak. Yeah. Who have you been excited to see people kind of latch on to and grow more interested in so far on the program? Oh, wow. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Definitely Merrick Donovan, who, who is basically running the gauntlet, the Discovery gauntlet for a while. Um, obviously, and I'm biased, my boyfriend Rico, who was on the, who was on the first episode. Um, Hunter Drake, who is uh, been killing the game. And I'm so glad that more eyes are on him because he's a daredevil in his own right doesn't care about his body at all he'll do whatever um who else oh man ah uh, logan creed who wrestles at as uh cruel for mlw uh, but even before that you know he he's another vet that's been here in the south for a good good minute and it's always been really good so i'm very very happy and he'll be back soon i'm very happy for people to see him and latch on to him um who else who else? Obviously, Ashton Starr. We mentioned him earlier. Um, Jaden Newman, who I think has the biggest heart out of all of us. Mm. <laughs> the biggest heart, the biggest determination, the most motivation. Uh, and he runs that TWE building. Uh, so he, I'm definitely excited to see what people think of him. Um, Joe Black, if I, I can't remember oh. if I mentioned Joe Black, but man, yes. I... If there's anybody that brings legitimacy, <laughs> that's a way to put it. <laughs> so, I mean, that's pretty cool, you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's more, but those are the ones that come off the top of my head. Adam Priest, of course. Oh my gosh. And they're oh, also, good. so it's so great when you can just list names and not have to defend them. They're just good. And like, <laughs> <laughs> you you know you let them off the leash and they go out there and kill it every time so it's whatever i mean that's that has been happening on a weekly basis down there and it has truly gotten wild at times <laughs> but i don't know it's been really it's just been really really exciting to see like this continue to to grow in the profile and to pay off like i saw that y'all like twe got and uncharted territory got covered by local news there recently yes. as well like it's not just being contained to the wrestling community it's getting out into the larger community as well you know i don't know it's just really awesome to see this, this idea grow in, in the way that it has i love it i love it so much you're 100 correct yes <laughs> mm. okay. well obviously speedball is going to be a, a challenge and that matches i that match is just going to be blow away and just in terms of the expectation in my mind sorry if i'm putting pressure on you i apologize <laughs> i try not to i'm going to try to control my now. mouth now <laughs> <laughs> but you also obviously action your your main stomping ground you have another defense against eric royal Yes. The man who took the action title from you. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, but this time we won't have Allen Angels in the way. That is cost me to lose. <laughs> How important uh, is that relationship 
that you have with Eric, like to be able to share the, the, the these kind of moments with him. Like obviously that, yeah. that moment with the action championship, huge for Eric, huge for yourself. Um, but now, you know, I think one of the things that's been really awesome to see with you being champion is the people that are getting shots at it. Like, yes, obviously like Willow Nightingale, um, uh, Marcus Bathers, like people that are like, have a, a larger growing profile that are right. from the North. Like that plays into the storyline a bit that plays in the, you have people that have that reputation, Anthony Green, another one who had that reputation already, but to see like your first defense against David Ali. Yes. To defend the title against Ashton Starr. Um, yes. To defend the title against Eric Royal coming up. These staples of that region that alongside yeah. you have helped build it into what it is now. How important is it for you to have those people step into the ring to challenge for the title as opposed to yeah. like, the, the larger story that we see between the, the North and South? It's so important because that's that's the part that makes it real. Because, yes, the story is between the North and the South. But what we're really trying to do is put this region on the map. We're trying to let you know, hey, we have the stars here to do exactly what they're doing up there. And what better way to do that than to give these guys these title shots to showcase them on the IWTV brand for all, all in their glory and for everything that they can do. Um, and so I don't know if you've, you kind of touched on it, yeah, but we try to ping pong. We try to go back and forth between somebody who travels from up north and then somebody who's bred down here. Um, and, and then with David being my first defense, um, I can't even like ex explain fully how much that meant to me because we both started training on the exact same day under AR Fox. And around that time this year was for that first defense. So that was like our anniversary present. And it's for a world championship. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. And Eric Royal is somebody who, you know, from North Carolina, been killing it for a very, very long time. We all look up to him. We all look up to him because he's so charismatic. Um, he makes everything that he does matter, you know. And I was actually, I was very excited to lose the, the championship to him because he was somebody that we knew could carry the mantle as well. And I think that's cool to see. I think it's, it's you know, I've had it for so long. But, you know, now it's like we have to remind them that, hey, we have a, a stacked roster here. You know what I'm saying? We, it, yeah, I'm the guy, but if, if, if needed, any one of these can pick up where I left off. And I think Eric proved that for holding that championship for over a year. No, I definitely agree with you on that. I definitely agree with you on that. I think, like, the that first action show that I, that I went to, just, like, on a, you know, when I went back to visit home in 2019, like, two people jumped off the page to me. It was you and it was Eric. And it, may, it only made sense that that was the, the next champion. Yeah. Yes, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it really was. No. Well, you know, obviously that match is, is going to be, uh, it has a lot of, a lot of backstory to it. And it has, a, it's going to be a, a very fun one to watch as well. But you mentioned it earlier, Pride and Vibe Weekend is coming up too. Yes. The weekend-long festival celebrating LGBTQ pro wrestling in all of its glory from 
coast to coast and beyond. Um, I'm excited for for that show. Obviously, you know we're very <laughs> proud at this at yes. LGBT in the Ring to be sponsoring Pride and Vibe Weekend as well. But I want to get your thoughts. Like, did you ever feel like we would have an event <laughs> like this? Uh, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. And I, and that's why I'm laughing. I just, man, I it's so funny how far we've come in such a short period of time. Mm. I definitely, in just a few years ago, I didn't see something like this happening let alone our own shows within like GCW and just in general. And now we have our own festival, our own our weekend long festival. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. Um, we're going to feel right at home. Um, I'm, I'm just excited. This is so cool to see. I, I am in the rumble. I've got the tag match against team Bussy, So that's going to be <laughs> here like, for what, it. What, what can you ask for? <laughs> <laughs> no for sure like that the that entire weekend is already shaping up to just be a, a blast and a half the rump just the fact that we get a rumble like i oh. i just talked like talking to billy like like a little while ago for the for on this show like i'm still like in somewhat of a state of disbelief that we are actually getting the the rumble featuring oh no we're getting community. it Oh, we're getting it. And yours truly is number 30. As yes, I see you are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting that rumble. And that's a, a, another little insight for me. I, I love rumbles. I love rumbles. They're just always exciting. They're always fun. They're a clusterfuck to plan, but they're, they're fun. <laughs> Any plans on uh, doing, uh, or better yet, are you kind of bringing a similar strategy as what you brought to the Scenic City Rumble? in terms of just not even entering the ring. <laughs> listen, that was, listen, I'm coming in at number 30. However they choose to wrestle and whatever they want to do is up to them. All I know is that I will be taking any and all advantages. <laughs> That's not... As would be... I'll let them handle that. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm excited for for the weekend. Just a, just a couple of weeks away here. I'm excited for what you have on your plate coming up. Speedball, Eric, everything beyond that. The rest of Uncharted territory. You know, we still got a couple months left of that to run through. Um, yeah. Just all much deserved. The the life of episode, the world championship, the carving your name into pro wrestling history. AC Mac, like it's all so deserved. Honestly, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh really? my gosh. My last question for you, and you know, I like to end on, on a fun one here and there. Um, did you get in trouble with Brett Lauderdale when Robert Martyr mentioned you were the IWTV champion on commentary for the culture? <laughs> so, not that I know of, <laughs> I got any phone calls. I did. And of course, it's so, I love Robert. Uh, in case he hears this, listen, I love you, Robert. But of course, of course, it's him that mentions it, who wasn't even supposed to be on commentary. <laughs> oh my gosh. And me and AJ had talked about it uh, because 
I knew of the drama and all this, but I still wanted to be a part of the show, obviously. I still wanted to support. So I had no problems doing commentary with Suge. But yeah, I didn't. As far as I know, I'm not in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's very, very good to hear. Very good to hear. Uh, because we want you on more of those those collective shows, for sure. We want you on yes. some GCW Absolutely. at some point right. as well. No. Well, I'm a, who knows now with the, the series. I, That's I, true. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. I just want everybody <laughs> to get along. Let's just all be friends. I, right there with you. <laughs> everybody bury the hatchets you got. Come on. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Well, um, AC, this has been a lot of fun, as it always is. Thank you so much always. for coming back on the show. Um, let everybody know where they can find you online and where they can check out what you have coming up. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm AC Mac. I try to keep it consistent. AC Mac everywhere on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, all of it, YouTube, <laughs> AC, either AC underscore Mac or AC dash Mac. Um, still on Pro Wrestling Tees. You can find my merch there. Uh, I usually have whatever shows I'm at. I usually have eight by tens or, or playing cards or all that good jazz. I just, all of it. I just sell all that. Um, got plenty of shows coming up. He mentioned Uncharted Territory. Uh, that's every Monday live on IWTV. Uh, we've got OWA coming up. We've got a sanctioned pro uh, this weekend. I'm defending my championship up there. Not my world championship, my unsanctioned pro championship. Defending that. Um, got Eric Royal on the 10th. We got the Vibe Festival coming up. We've got plenty of other things I can't say just yet, but yeah, just you better keep up, keep up. Don't get left behind. Because <laughs> Staying busy. We making moves. <laughs> got a birthday in September, so that'll probably be the only time where I'm like, okay, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> there you go. You got to take time for yourself. <laughs> no. Well, thank you so much, AC. Man, thank you. Thank you for having me once again. My thanks once again to AC for coming on the show yet again and, you know, talking through all of these uh, amazing experiences, all of the different things that he opened himself up to and shared through the life of and just giving us a bit more of the the glimpse into uh, the person behind Iris uh, and, and behind the character in a way. Glad to hear that he dodged the the Robert Martyr bullet <laughs> there at the end, and I'll just say it again: that the moment, that moment with him and Rico in the ring, and you know that is one that will. I feel like that's an image that's just going to persist for a very long time uh, in in our world, and I absolutely love it. I really do. Um, yeah. God, it's just. The serendipity, my God. Anyway, um, that's going to do it for us this week, but uh, come back next Thursday. We will have uh, another fun, fun episode for you. Uh, we are going to be focusing a little bit on the West Coast here, just a little bit of a tease. Got a, got a West Coast talent coming on next week, uh, a one that I've been looking forward to having on, to, on the show for a while as well. So we will get to that when the time comes but for now the time has come for us to say goodbye um, but until next week y'all stay messy wash your hands 
wear your mask, get vaccinated and boosted if at all possible, and maybe take a close ride at some of, uh, or not some, all of the IWTV streams throughout Pride Month. Trust me, it pays off. She made a deal with the demon so her lover could live With the moon inside and the devil inside